0: You're listening to an audio message from The Well, a gospel-centered church family in Hastings, Nebraska that exists to grow disciples and glorify God. For more information, please visit www.thewellhastings.com. Psalm 47.
1: For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. Clap your hands, all people. Shout to God with loud songs of joy. For the Lord, the Most High, is to be feared, a great king over all the earth. He subdued peoples under us and nations under our feet. He chose our heritage for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loves, Selah. God has gone up with a shout, the Lord with the sound of a trumpet. Sing praises to God, sing praises, sing praises to our king, sing praises. For God is king over all the earth. Sing praises with a song. God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. The princes of the peoples gather as the people of God of Abraham, for the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. Amen. Let's pray. Father, we love you this morning. God, I just ask that you lead me, you guide me, Father. But Father, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. Father, you are a glorious, unfathomable God. We clap, we praise to a God who split the seas and breathed life into every human. Father, we gather in your presence to hear from you today. So we may listen to your leading guidance. May we study and delve into your scripture today. Father, thank you. Thank you for being here today. Guide me as I preach today. May you be only the words out of your mouth and not none of mine. Probably no promises though. But Father, we trust in you. In Jesus' name, said everyone. Said, Amen. 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 You know the very first thing that jumped out at me was the very first sentence. Clap your hands, all peoples. So I had an idea. I know, probably not the best thing, but I had an idea. Okay, clap your hands. So we're going to do just that. Let's clap, let's hoot, let's holler like the brass escorted which, in, which winning touchdown. Ready? Go. Yeah. That was fun. That was fun. Awkward, but fun. Okay. But, quick question. How often do we forget to applaud and praise God for who he is? For what he has done for us? or what he is going to do for us. This points us to the title of the psalm, God is king over all the earth. God is king. He conquers, he subdues. Verse 2 says, For the Lord our God is to be feared. This isn't a fear of heights, or spiders, or snakes, Joe Marino. Something that cripples or makes us doubt or hesitate. It's not that kind of fear. It's an awe-inspiring fear. God is king. A magnificent, just, merciful, all-knowing, omnipotent king. And that is to be respected. Someone once told me, if God is all-knowing, then I don't have to hide from him. just love that. I'm going to repeat myself. God is all-knowing, then I don't have to hide from him. He has known he knows now, and he will know everything from now to the end of time. He knows you deeply and intimately. He knows you, and everything under his umbrella, under everything is in the palms of his hands, and because of that, he subdues his enemies. So let's look at this. Back in the days of the kingdom of Israel, God subdued their enemies, not only on the outside, but inside as well. In number 16, when Moses and the Israelites were traveling through the desert, tromping along, probably really hot up there, probably really hot, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: a rebellion sparked, and a man named Korah was at its source. He hated how Moses and Aaron was doing things, so he thought he could do them better. Then, in God's justice and sovereignty, he swallowed Korah and the earth and his followers burned in heavenly fire. After that, the line of Korah served faithfully in many aspects, including being the author of this psalm. Kind of a twisted fate, huh? In another instance, take a look at David's reign. In 2 Samuel, his enemies took many forms, whether it was his own son Absalom, or who undermined him and betrayed David, or David himself sinning with Bathsheba. God subdued those enemies, whether it was in person or a nation, he subdued them because he is king over all the earth. Kind of see a a theme going on here, right? As we move along to the next verse, I love how the psalmist writes this. He chose our heritage for us. First, God chose Israel as his people, chose to have a relationship with, with them. Chose to be with them and not to forsake them. As we see in Exodus 16. Not only that, but he chose them to give them an inheritance, a land, a, the promised land. A holy land that was promised long ago in Genesis 15 to Abraham. Then in Joshua 1-5, through 5, after traveling 40 years through the harsh desert, the promise was fulfilled. God fulfilled that promise to the Israelites, and he gave them an inheritance so vast, so valuable. About two years ago, my wife and I, we, we got pregnant. And everything was going well. We had an ob appointment around the eight-week time, you know, like normal people do. And around August 2021, and we got the news the baby was no longer developing.
0: It's hard. It hurts.
1: We lost our first child, August. Ever since then, it's been a battle of emotions, a battle of trust, a battle of doubt, a battle of discouragement. A battle of wanting something so beautiful and right in God's eyes, and yet it escapes us. All we want is to be parents. That's so bad, God. Questions like these haunt us day and night. The only answers I have are written in this love letter called the Bible. Answers like Isaiah 41:10, Romans 8, Psalm 62, Psalm 33, and Hebrews 13, and it goes on and on. We are trusting in the plan. And that purpose that God has before us. That God is sovereign and he reigns supreme over everything. And we know one day we will be parents. No way for that gift to happen. Selah.
0: Everyone take a deep breath. That's what Selah means. Pause. Reflect. Take a deep breath. I needed one really bad, so we're good now. Next point
1: there is God, He reigns. In verses 5, 8, and 9, those verses point to God's victory and ascending with a shout, praise, and trumpets. We see this in Acts 1 7 through 9, which reference that Jesus, after defeating sin and death, he returned to tell the disciples that he had done so. And at this moment, Jesus ascending in victory and triumph right in front of his disciples which leaves them speechless. Although they try to go as far as to ascertain when they will establish New Jerusalem, or more or less, when he's coming back. And who wouldn't? Who wouldn't want to ask Jesus, when are you coming back? it be question nine on me anyway. He then, he sits on his holy throne in victory, after he sends, after he sends, yeah. Pay attention to the wording, sits which can be used to mean resting, or sitting in victory, and accomplishment. We see resting in other places in the Bible, during like creation in Genesis 2, and that is resounded throughout the Old and New Testaments to keep the Sabbath holy. Well, what is he sitting on? Is he sitting on a chair? Stool? A bench? No. He's sitting on a, a, a throne. Not a porcelain throne, a throne, a throne, a throne of ultimate authority, judgment, glory. He's sitting in victory up there after the defeating sin in the grave. Another quick question for you. Who has had a plan backfire? Can I raise four hands, you know, five hands? Well, like, we're going to get this done today. Or going to a river in Wyoming and expecting to catch 20 fish and only catching one. Story time. Okay. This last week, I was in Wyoming, and with the whole family, my whole family, we had a great time. Uh, mountains, rivers, creeks. Now, up there, though, they say creeks. Not creeks, but creeks. So let's try this again. Okay. Mountains, rivers, and creeks. I don't know. We had a blast, though. Golfing, fishing, family photos, getting bit by mosquitoes. Great. Love it. Anyway, one of those days, we woke up and began our trek to the Bighorn National Forest, and I must say, it was beautiful. If you haven't been there, go, because it is gorgeous. Some of us went fly fishing, and all of us went sightseeing. Beautiful looming mountains and winding switchbacks. That make you want to throw up your
0: breakfast. Still beautiful. My uh,
1: my dad and two brothers and I uh, we went to a river that tore through the Bighorn. It's called the Shell, the Shell River. And um, and at this point in our trip, we we fished with our uncle uh, the day prior to kind of understand how to fly fish, because I have never flown like fly fish in my life. Like it was like. A complete different animal, I mean. Um, But out of curiosity, who has fly fished before? Show of hands. Very few of us, very few of us. Who has regular fished or lake fished? Mostly all of us. There we go. It's a whole different animal. It's a whole different animal. It's hard. It's hard. Um, It's you have to kind of read the river, kind of see where the the water stops and kind of pools around. To let that fish, where they fit that, in that pool right there, the fish will sit. And that's what they wait for to eat. And then there's the casting, though. Casting, you have to kind of flick it back and forth. And, I mean, there's no weight in a line, so you have nothing on the end. It's just like going back and forth like this, trying to avoid trees, rocks, and anything else that can count your line. Anyway. The goal of this venture was to catch 20 fish between the four of us. Okay, we wanted to get the fish fry going, you know, beautiful trout, they taste really good. We tried for hours though, up and down the river, um, trying to find better fishing holes to catch fish, but only, only bites. I chalk it up to be inexperienced or your pole breaking in the of casting. Whoops. But my, dad, my, my, but my dad was quite disappointed throughout this whole thing. The reason, he wasn't disappointed in us as children or anything like that, he was disappointed in the outcome. He had this big lofty idea, this result he wanted, you know what I
0: mean? Um, and the
1: reason is that he, as a kid, he fished up and down the Shore River Young, catching all sorts of fish with his, grand, with, with his grandfather. He just wanted to share that experience with his kids. So as you can imagine, to his dismay, we only caught one. One fish. Hours of work. Yay. (laughs) It wasn't a bad plan. It was a beautiful plan. He wanted to share what he had experienced, the joy, the peace, the camaraderie that he shared with his grandfather. When we were coming back to our Airbnb, which is totally secluded. Like, I had no cell signal. Nothing. Luckily, we had Wi-Fi, but there was, like, remote. It was really cool, though. Really beautiful. Um, I looked at his face, and it was tired like the rest of us, but I looked at his face, and I didn't, see, I didn't see disappointment in his face. I saw joy. I saw joy because all he wanted to do was spend time with his boys doing something he loved. The truth is we all had a blast, with or without fish. Fishing was never about catching fish. Wait, maybe it was? No, it's about spending time together as a family, enjoying each other's company, and just having fun. God's plan never fails like trying to catch 20 fish. Never breaking breaking like a pole that's unreliable. Never faltering. His plans are infinite and all-knowing because God is king over all the earth. Again with that theme. He is exalted. He is ascended to his holy throne where he reigns in absolute sovereignty. He is king of the stars, rulers of the heavens, artisan of the sky, breather of life, and savior of the lost. He sits on his throne in victory with all of us in his hand. And what is... Our response. This is a beautiful psalm. I love it. It's, it literally quite tells us in verse 6 to sing praises to God. I think it's, that's a pretty, pretty easy response, right? Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our king. Sing praises. For God is king over all the earth. Sing praises with a psalm. Verse 6 and 7. So let's, let's, let's break this up a little bit. Verse 6 is self, self-explanatory, but in verse 7, the second half says, Sing praises with a psalm. Well, what is a psalm? When we're reading a psalm, yes. But what is it? In other translation, it, it reads as understanding or a skillful psalm. In the original Hebrew, is called maskil, maskil. And the definition of that word maskil is... The definition uh, is profound judgment. Sing praises with deep understanding and do it with intention. We need to know why we need to sing praises. We need to, why do you and I gather together and lift up our voices to Him? Questions we need to ask ourselves constantly. Why sacrifice a beautiful morning to sleep in? and come and sing together with people we barely know. Why do you worship God? We ask these questions almost every Sunday gathering. Why do we worship? Well, I'm being more specific today. Why do you worship? Our God is king. He rules over everything, over all the earth. In the last verse, he says, The princes gather, which means that one day all will bow. And worship Kings, governments, the rich, the poor, everyone will gather and worship the king over all the earth. Why is this so important? Because
0: People gather, and he is king. Simple as that. Solomon went as far as building an entire
1: temple to worship and praise God. It goes to say that he own it goes on to say, that he owns the shields of the earth, in, um, in verse 7, verse 9, verse 9. Um, he is highly exalted in his sovereignty. He reigns supreme. He reigns over the armies of the world. He reigns over all governments. He reigns over sin and death. He subdues all enemies under him, including sin.
0: Let me ask you today, is there sin holding, on, holding you hostage today in your heart? Is there sin running rampant in there?
1: Yeah. Okay. Who has fallen on their face? Go of hands. Again, can I raise three hands? I've done it a few times. <laughs> Man, we're clumsy. Okay, I'm a clumsy person. Was it easier to fall or get back up? probably probably the falling, right Probably the falling Then how easy would it be for God to let us fall? Easy. but he doesn't. He holds on. Why? Why does he hold on? Why does he hold on to someone who cares more about the next beer than him? Why does he hold on to someone who cares more about the next time they get paid than him? Why does he hold on to someone who? cares about their next TV show than him? Why does he hold on to someone who cares more about their time than him? Why does he hold on to someone who cares more about the next time they can watch pornography than him? Church, he holds on because he chooses to. He has chosen a relationship with you. He has chosen to fight for us. He chose to send his only son to die on that cross. For you and me, he wins victoriously. Amen? Amen, he wins. Where we fail. The battles you face in this life are not yours alone. Church, he chooses us. He chose you. He loves you. When you are weak and fall, he carries you. When you are lost, he guides you back to his arms. He equips you to fight with him. Let me ask you again today, is there sin holding you hostage? Is there sin running rampant in your heart? Well, as much as God is love, mercy, grace, forgiveness, justice, righteousness, God can and will suppress
0: sin in our lives if we trust him. In conclusion,
1: I know, short sermon. Okay. In conclusion, just like we started today, I want to again clap in praise, but not to silly sports or um, random football teams. I want to clap in praise to a God who subdues sin, to a God who chooses you and wants you to dwell with him, who reigns absolute, who sits in th- on a throne in victory, who is undoubtedly the king over all the earth. So let's do that. Amen. Let's pray. Father, you sit on your throne and say it is finished. Our sin and pain you take. Father, I pray that we stay in a constant posture of praise. And prayer to you. Father, guide us as we go throughout this week and may we remember the truth, the truth that you are king over all the earth, Father. That, Father, you hold on to us in the palm of your hand and refuse to let go. Father, thank you. Father, thank you for choosing me to be your son, choosing us to be your people. Thank you, Father, for fighting for me. This life is, is not an easy one, and I believe that was by design. If it were easy, Father, you would miss, we would miss all the gifts you have given us.
0: Father, we love you today.
1: God, we trust in your leading and your judgment. We trust that you reign supreme. I got any plan or purpose father that you have it under your control not my my plan or my purpose but father you have it under control whether it's trying to have a kid trying to
0: find a wife trying to get that next promotion (laughs) father you have it under control it's your plan it's your
1: purpose so God, we trust and we love you today, Father. And most of all, Father, we worship you. We worship you because you are king over all the earth. You are king above all. You are king over the mountains, king over the rivers and creeks. God, you are king over the stars and the sky. God, we love you. In Jesus' name we pray. And everyone said, Amen.